to Movie Night with your hosts, Dwayne Perkins and TK Kelly. Hey, boys and girls. Welcome to the Movie Night Podcast. I am Dwayne Perkins, joined, as always, by my co-host, the hilarious TK Kelly. Each week, we watch a movie. We have a guest. They come through. They watch the movie. We meet here. We chop it up. We talk about the movie. Yes. That's it. It's a and, simple formula. And about them a little. Yeah, yeah. a little bit. Yeah. But it's about the movie. About all the right, movie, you yes. egomaniacs. Uh, <laughs> our guest this week is a super hilarious comedian. I love her. Uh, <laughs> I I knew her from New York a bit. Uh, she would always put me up on her show when I went back, and I always appreciated that. And uh, she has a great album out right now on iTunes called Undefeated. Kara Clank. Hi. What is up? Not much. Thanks for having me. Thank you for being here. I feel like I saw you more when I would visit New York. And now that we live yeah, in the same city, we just LA. don't run into each other. It's just a bigger place. Yeah. <laughs> How's everything going? Everything's good. Everything is uh, in motion. Yeah, you, you big year. You just had a kid, you yeah. got a house. Uh-huh. You guys are making moves. Yeah, big year for us. We had a baby in April. We just bought a house in October. It's all happening. And yeah, I guess uh, retirement's the next week. Yes, no, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and the, just death is yeah. just on the horizon. Yeah, right, we're right. thinking about taking a river cruise <laughs> in, in Norway. No. Oh, it uh, sounds lovely. <laughs> uh, so everything's good. How, yeah. How's the baby? How's the hus- your, your husband, Jared Logan? My husband, another hilarious also comic. A comedian, writer, performer. Uh, everything's good. We have a great baby, uh, really top notch. Uh, She's good. She's are a good you, kid. Do you, do you feel like you guys are competing for like who's going to be the funny parent yet? Like you guys, you're well, comedy parents. Like I'm blowing my wife out of the water I here. know. <laughs> it's my job. Right, right. I know. And I and honestly, for like a while, it was hard to get her to laugh. Yeah. And then he's really the only one that gets her to super crack up. Oh, shit. Like I can tickle and get her to giggle, but right. he really gets her to crack up because he commits to these like act out bits. <laughs> and that's like not... Right. He's like, okay, his dad... Comedy is like Dane Cook, and yeah. I'm just more cerebral. She, I'm more Mitch Hedberg. <laughs> yeah, you yeah. Know? Right. She just doesn't so, get you. Yeah, that's fine. So I'm just like Rosie. Like I just like say things to her, but Jared's like Rosie, ah, like and does these like crazy act outs, and she loses her mind. She thinks it's so funny. So she, he's winning right now, or maybe she's just one of those women she, aren't funny fluctuate. people. <laughs> <laughs> Sexist ass baby. Yeah, that's great. She might just be like, she's like, Mom. you know. She's going to be one of the people that comes up to me at a comedy show and goes, you know, I normally don't like women (laughs) comics, but you were funny. (laughs) But then you may have that moment when, you know, she's 16 and she just... (laughs) One day pulls you over. You know, I always thought you were not the funny one, but now. <laughs> so, yeah, yeah, yeah. I realize yeah. You, you, you were the Sneaky funny one funny. the whole time. Right, right. Yeah. <laughs> this I think guy's over here doing slapstick. <laughs> right, right. <laughs> It'll take till she's 16, probably, to be like, oh, yeah, mom, you're funny. <laughs> 16 if you're lucky. My God. I'm just like, I'm terrified of. I, I also had a little girl. And yeah. She, and I'm so excited for little girls are amazing they're they're yeah. just the most fun uh but but you know that's there's that period where it's uh you don't know i hate their did, moms i never like, had that i never didn't? did like a, i hate my mom oh, my, see my sister thing. was so like my sister's like the loveliest person she just had like a real dark decade yeah. <laughs> and it was like what, yeah. what was wrong with you you were so awful yeah my wife's paranoid about that but <laughs> But you didn't have it. That's amazing. I I never had like I hate my mom thing. I'm sure I had like times where I was like a real asshole. Yeah. But I don't think I was ever like I I never went through like a like fuck you mom like and not talk to her for like. But 
I think also now there's so many like podcasts and books and stuff about like how to talk to your kids, yeah. you know? So maybe we'll all just That's like, true. maybe we'll all just like read and research and like, <laughs> I don't know. I also think people that are like best friends with their kids are creepy. That's so, a weird, yeah, there's a uh, line. You know, yeah. I, I feel like kids too now though, they're, they're going to be so woke, like they won't even be mean to their parents. Yeah. They're going to be like, listen, mom's got her own shit, yeah. you know? Right. <laughs> Who am I to come down on her like that? Like she's, That's she's so a person. Yeah. She's a person true. first. True. We'll be lucky. Well, I mean, if if we last that long, we'll be lucky. Yeah. Um, well, when they get a little bit older, we should get them together for some kind of play date or something. Oh, when they're this age, it's so funny. Our kids are six or seven months apart, but mm-hmm. when you're they're this age, you're like, oh, that's just a huge gap. Like, oh my, yeah, mine can right, mine can right, only right. sit up on her own. Yours is probably like running around like this. That that little amount of time is so when they're five we're gonna be like they're the same age but right. now yes. they're right. like for sure so different. yeah yeah my baby can barely move she's three months old but it's <laughs> like when we see babies out in in public some guys oh, wait said, your baby's three months old this past august my baby's older than no, yours no, she, she's three months old uh yeah she was born this past yes august. for some yeah, reason yeah. i was doing it the other way in my head that you're baby was older so i yeah. thought yours was like walking oh no never she's mind. not doing shit oh, never mind my baby's gonna beat your baby up. <laughs> <laughs> oh they can totally hang out uh yeah we got we got like big timed out in public the other day by some guy who was like he was showing his baby our baby and his baby was only nine months but he kind of had this tone of like you're so much more developed than this little baby and i was like hey fuck you buddy like right. six months away yeah. give it time she's three times her age yes of course she's more developed damn you uh, yeah, it's uh, it's it's a weird thing to be like, I don't know. I'm sure I sure you guys have to feel similar in like as a comic, you're not really an adult, uh, <laughs> and then all of a sudden you have a baby, and you're like, oh fuck, no, I'm uh, yeah, it's happening. Yeah, 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 yeah. I guess so. <laughs> you're like, uh, no, I was an adult already. No, I mean, <laughs> I I feel like I didn't have like the a lot of the. I don't know. I think a lot of my comic friends would say I'm like an adult. Uh, I'm their more adult friend. Right. Uh, but, <laughs> but if comics are the judge, then it's hard. To, yeah, exactly. It's true. It's I've just like I've just like always been able to like pay my bills and like. Oh yeah. You know, like yeah, when yeah. I met my husband, I like got him in. I got him out of bad credit. Like I I was able to rehabilitate you him. Rehab you comics. know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> right. Right. Yeah. yeah. That was like a. We had to just rehab that whole thing, just rip out the original flooring and everything. Yeah, like, yeah. I told him how to total tear down. I told him how to wash the other side of the plate. You know, yeah, no, exactly. <laughs> you have to wash the bottom. Yeah. Right? I know you didn't eat off of it, but yeah. what are you doing? I do like a whole joke in my stand-up about how like I had to teach him how to not just pack his toothbrush by throwing it into the duffel bag with all of his other shit. I'm like, that's so gross. <laughs> like, <laughs> That's amazing. That's a guy thing, though. Yeah. yeah. And are you are you from New York or? I'm from like outside of New York. I'm from okay, Connecticut. Okay. Oh, but cool, I was cool. born in New York and then we raised in the suburbs and then I lived there for like 11 nice, years. Nice, nice, nice. So we're all East Coast. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Are you from New York? Uh, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, cool. Just, I'm from Brooklyn. But oh, I mean, right. I've been here a very long time. Though. In LA? Yeah, yeah. All right. Like too long. Yeah. Too good. long. <laughs> yes. It's like so long that I have to like say I'm from here now. Yeah. Yeah, I was wondering how long you say I'm still new to LA because like I've been here four years in January and people still talk about stuff that I'm like I don't know where that is like right. you know and then but it's like you can't just you can't be like so I just in your stand up you can't be like so I'm new to town because you're lying <laughs> yeah you can just lie I know I'm like what's yeah, what's can. new to town what when does new to town expire I think like two years maybe when I tell people it takes three years to get used to yeah. it so I, I would say three or four years yeah I feel like LA 
I don't know. I honestly, I I felt like I was new here for like five years. Really? It, yeah, because I felt like everyone I talked to was here for ten years. Yeah. And then they've all they've all since left. They've given <laughs> right, up and right. they've moved yeah. home. But well, we've purchased property, so we're staying. <laughs> exactly. For That's that, I I just did it because it was like, all right, we we got to commit at some point. Right? <laughs> like, I, I can't rent for fucking two decades. It's yeah. Be an adult. Come on. <laughs> um. Yeah. LA's weird like that. I also feel like. Like, I've been here for 10 years, and I still don't feel like I'm anywhere close to saying, like, oh, well, you know, I'm from here now. But 10 years is a long-ass time. It's a long time. Yeah, I've, I've been here almost double that. And, yeah, Jesus when I tell people, Dwayne. they tell me I have to say I'm from here. You don't meet a lot of people that are, like, from, from L.A. for some reason. No, that's a weird... I, like, I only like know a few people. I know a freaks. few comics that are, like, born and raised L.A. Yeah. You don't Especially mean- comics. I feel like when I meet a comic who's from here... That is shocking. Mm-hmm. It's just uh, because it's it's not a good place to start comedy. I mean, it's uh, I did. I started here. It yeah, was, that's what people it was say. Terrible. Yeah. Um. It's just a. It's weird. Every all the best people are already here. It's like, right. You got a first try. At like, ooh. <laughs> I don't know. It's not where you want to do it. But it's a, yeah. It's it's just such a weird. Do you feel like you guys are more? I mean, you were in New York for a long time. Are you? Like, do you consider yourself L.A. comics now? Or are you still like, yeah, I'm a New York comic? I don't know. I feel like my husband still considers himself a Chicago comic. Like, because yeah. he, he came up in Chicago with all these Chicago guys, and they all still talk and hang out. And so, like, I think a lot of people, are, like, say basically, like, their scene or whatever, mm-hmm. where they came up. And I started in New York, um, which is also, like, a strange place to start because it's not so much, like, I don't know. It doesn't feel as like workshoppy and like we're all no, just kind of no, kicking around think, working. It's like you yeah. gotta like LA you, I think you get good faster or whatever. Completely agree because you can do a ton of shows, you can do a ton of mics. But um, I don't know. I just say I'm a comic. I never really give yeah. it like I don't like, see cities. Yeah, <laughs> I don't see cities. I don't. I don't. Well, yeah, I'm an LA comic, but I started in Boston. Well, I mean, I started in New York, but then I moved to Boston. So oh, really? I, I tell people I cut my teeth in Boston. Yeah. That's so, cool. And then I came back to New I York. sometimes wish I like started in a smaller, like in a Boston, an Austin, a Chicago, like just one of these, because they're all so tight with each other. And like, I still have like, obviously a lot of friends in New York, but there were so many of us and right, everybody right. just kind of scattered that yeah, it's yeah. not. That's a weird. It's th- just not, it's a, it's too big of a pool. I yes. think the same as thing is with here too. Like you probably make Definitely. your few good friends, but it's not like, oh yeah, we were all the same like group coming right, up, right, you know? Yeah. The, so. Yeah, yeah. I feel that from starting here, I do Mm -hmm. think like who I hang out with has just changed constantly over the years. It's never been that one like static group of like, oh, this is my LA comic crew. Super fake and they move on. Yes. (laughs) When they realize they can't get anything from me, (laughs) they leave me behind. It's uh, here in LA, it's hard to get eight friends. Oh, Dwayne. Twain. <laughs> I, that, I apologize. I, I know I said to myself, don't do this. But then I said, do it. Why not? Twain, I love it. I lo- he, he's committed to uh, finding a way to transition into the movie that we're talking about this week. And, uh, you know, some weeks they're better than others. Yes, it's okay. Exactly. <laughs> this week, big miss. <laughs> uh, that is uh, the movie we're talking about this week. It's from 1996. It's called Hard Eight. It's directed by Paul Thomas Anderson. It stars Philip baker hall john c Riley, gwyneth paltrow and samuel l jackson uh had you guys seen this movie before Kara, had you seen it i had not me neither no Dwayne, 
No, I hadn't. No, actually, okay, yeah. yeah, this was like. I feel like this is one that I feel like film people have always told me I should see. Yeah. Like, like people my, who love Paul Thomas Anderson. My you gotta husband, see Heart Yeah. My husband had seen it. He rewatched it with me. He's a huge P.T. Anderson yeah, yeah. fan. He like loves everything that he does. So mm-hmm. he was like, it's so good. You're going to love it. So yeah, we watched it together. And when we, I was like telling a friend that we had to watch it and he was like, oh, with um Philip Seymour Hoffman. And the guy goes, and then Jared goes, no, 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 it's John Baker Hall or whatever. John C. Philip, John, Philip, Philip Baker Hall and Philip John Baker, C. Riley. Philip Baker There's Hall. There's a lot of multiple goes, no, names. So you're thinking of Philip Baker Hall. And, uh-huh. the guy, and he's like, no, no, I swear yeah, Philip Seymour yeah. Hoffman. And then it is true that Philip Seymour Hoffman is in it for like five minutes. Yes. <laughs> but he was I'm, thinking of even, a different movie. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Because he's, he's, he's throwing the he's dice. The he's throwing the dice. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Um, this is like, I mean, I, I'm not like this diehard like P.T. Anderson fan. I love some of his movies and then others I'm just mm. like eh wasn't really for me um, but I really dug this a lot it was interesting it was I do like what we, we did Bottle Rocket recently Wes Anderson's oh, first movie and that like it's it's good to go back and see like I mean this wasn't his first movie I guess like Cigarettes and Coffee was but that's a, a different thing altogether but like this is kind of his first like real narrative movie and it's so stripped down and simple and you can tell like alright there's not a huge budget here. We're going to keep it minimal. Mm-hmm. We're going to keep it to these few characters, these few places. Uh, but I loved it. I love the commitment to like this old uh, kind of noir feeling yeah. story and character and just letting the characters basically carry the whole thing. Yeah. Absolutely. And and the thing is, for me, I can get impatient when I'm watching a movie, you know? Um, oh, but uh, two things. One, I can be an impatient. Also, like I don't deal with a certain amount of tension. Like I have a tension threshold, and I'm like, okay. But this movie didn't bother me. Like I, I don't usually appreciate like information being withheld for like just dramatic effect. Like I don't mind the information being divvied out in a a way that makes sense and a way that's dramatic. But when it feels like it's overdone, um, most of the times this kind of movie would have would annoy me. But this this one did not annoy me at all. Like I didn't mind not knowing the relationship till you know almost at the end you don't really know why this guy's befriended this kid you know this this younger man and it didn't bother me normally that would but for some reason it didn't bother me in this movie so i really i I enjoyed it i guess i agree with you because i was like there was a very slow pace to it that i found to be like a play like it reminded me of a play yes yes. i was like i could see this being staged as a play like yes a couple different rooms and three four actors like basically mm-hmm. so um uh i but i i really did like it it was different than what i very different than what i thought it was gonna be mm-hmm. like my husband and i when we were watching it he was saying like oh at this time there were so many like casino vegasy type movies coming out i yeah, guess yeah yeah i mean swingers and yeah. casino was, yeah. was huge and like rounders uh-huh. i guess is about poker yeah. there was like a few he named and i was like oh that's interesting that we were you know th- that was like becoming sort of a, a subgenre. And I was thinking it would be more like that, more like, what are yes. you doing? What's the deal? Right. You got to get to the place by midnight, or the deal's off. You know that kind of. And shit. even even when he's when he's asking him like, did you count cards when you were in Vegas? Mm-hmm. And he's like, no, I didn't count cards. And he's like, well, if you're not counting cards, you're not playing twenty one or blackjack the right yeah. way. So so I'm watching it thinking, oh, he's gonna teach him how to count yeah, cards. Yeah, yeah, this yes. is gonna be a and heist. It just never, yeah, yeah and it just there's gonna never be a like heist. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, 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 that's a good point. I felt like at the beginning it was going because I mean he he finds this down on his luck guy, seemingly randomly wants to just help him out. And it starts to feel like, oh, he's going to teach him the ropes of this right. is how you make a living as a gambler. It felt a lot like um, 
uh, John Turturro in Rounders, right, his right. like work at it mentality. Right, right. And I thought, all right, I'm going to watch him mold this guy into yeah. this like gambling genius. And then it's just like two years later, and they're still now they're they're good. And right, I, I liked right. that it wasn't that it wasn't this inside gambling movie. It mm-hmm. was just about these characters and all it really. It, the whole thing just hinged on this one big reveal right. that is just told to us. But it's like, yeah, yeah I don't know. It just, it, it feels like a movie that it, if it was made in the 50s, it would have been right. like just tremendously famous. Oh, definitely. Yeah, that's a great point because people in the 50s could watch a movie like this mm-hmm. and have some patience. Yeah, it and could not, just be like, yeah. it's about these characters' lives and you don't, you're not going to get spoon fed everything. You're not going to know what's going on right. necessarily. Yeah, like, did this movie do well when it came out? I, don't, I was I, like I mean, young, sure. young. But also the reveal, like it's a proper reveal because then instantly every everything makes sense. So if you're going to, if you are going to like withhold information or keep your audience in the dark, then when the payoff comes, it has to be like, mm. ah, like it all has to come together, like in focus. And that that's, that's what happens here. Because even yeah. though Sam Jackson just blurts it out, but still, once you get that, you're like, oh. Okay. I mean, what a crazy though, like blurts it out. <laughs> He's just like, you shot his father in the face. And I'm yeah. like, holy <laughs> shit, this guy? This guy's shooting people in the face? He well, seems weird. so lovely. Before that, I thought, is he like, is this some sort of uh, allegory? Is he the devil? Is he an angel? Yeah, you know? I, it I also had that thought, supernatural feel to it. I also thought that he was using um, John and Clementine as like sort of stand-ins for his own kids that he didn't. That's talk what to I anymore. felt like. It felt like yeah. I'm making yeah. up so I was for like, this. Oh, that's what this is. Like uh-huh. he just picked this kid because he saw him on a thing. Like in my mind, there was never like, oh, there's a backstory to why right, he's right. helping exactly. this kid. So when they did reveal that, I was like. Oh shit! Yeah, yeah, you know, right? I didn't, that's a really good point because you, know, you, you, you don't. They don't. That's a great point. You don't even need that to be the case. Yeah. No, no. Yeah. Like they, I was like, oh, he's I, just helping them because he's done bad stuff, and he's like, mm-hmm. you know, whatever. Trying to you make get up that for feeling it. that yeah, he yes. has, and that obviously when your children don't speak to yes. you, well, I haven't I'd like spoken to, to them in a long time. That it's you a, and yeah, I you would have to do something pretty bad for yeah, our yeah. little baby. You fucked up talking to us. And like honestly, I think I still would have really enjoyed the movie if that were the case. If it was just like I'm just trying to make right what i did wrong Mm -hmm. even obviously indirectly but like that's why the twist works even though sam jackson just blurts it out because it's not something that they ever hint at like we're building to this big twist yeah and and it doesn't feel like that kind of movie and it's a great little like sort of switcheroo there because the whole the thing that you know forces them to leave town is they've kidnapped this guy who you know who didn't pay uh, Gwyneth uh, Clementine's money, and so you're thinking like that's gonna blow up in their face, but that gets resolved quite easily. Like it's just oh, yeah. <laughs> you guys take a trip, <laughs> just head out. And then I'll just the throw this gun like, in the sewer. He's <laughs> like, oh no, he didn't tell anybody. Oh okay, so and he's fine walking yeah. around like right. no big deal. Right, yeah. right. It's Got a, I mean, the whole thing whipped to passed out. <laughs> <laughs> it feels like it's building towards that's that's the thing that derails everything that right. uh, in my mind this movie felt like one of those where i'm like this guy's gonna die he's gonna he's getting roped into this situation that he really has nothing to do with right but he he cares about this kid and he cares about clementine so he's gonna try and help him out and he's gonna be the one that pays the price and then it was just so different than that yeah but different it works because it's, it, it was different in a good way and not like different for different sake you know it felt like like you know, what ends up happening is he has to tap into a little bit of his old person who he's left behind. Yeah. But it's like, you know, him and 
the dynamic between him and Sam Jackson is like, oh, don't get it fucked up, dude. Like, yeah, this is not my first one. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> it is uh, something that bothered me when I was I was looking up things about this movie online, and I noticed that some of the posters have Philip Baker Hall holding a gun. And I'm like, why on earth <sighs> would that be on the fucking poster? Because that, some I guess, exact, it's to sell the movie. Some exact, Obviously, yeah, yeah. I know why, but like, man, you're giving away a huge thing. You don't know that this guy is that type of guy right. at all. Mm-hmm. He just seems like a dude who is, you know, he's a shitty dad. I I think you kind of- I mean, he's met, definitely like, I don't mean to catch up, but savvy in, in the gambling yeah, sense. Yeah, and yeah. you naturally assume that he was a shitty dad because of that. He's in this, you know, even if you're a work a day guy, if your job is gambling, you're in a, some seedy shit. Yeah, you've done some things. You've lost your all your money at yeah. one point or another in your life. Uh, so it just felt like this like character study of this kind of tragic gambler who finally figured out, all right, if I play it smart, I can just make a living, and that's all. And right, then right. out of nowhere, it's like, no, this was like a mob hitman who fucking shot somebody in the face. And now he's basically raising his kid. It's, right, right. It, it, it was, it's just so out of nowhere that I, I there's no part of me that thought this movie was heading that direction. But even even like when before he kills Sam Jackson, he calls uh, John or John C. Riley. His name is John. I in, think in, so. In, right. Yeah. He calls him and uh, and even like you think he's he's like I got something to tell you. Yeah. It's you like, think okay, he's, he's gonna, gonna confess. And he's just I love you. Yeah. <laughs> and then just. Kill Sam Jackson and just fucking keep it moving. Keep right on living his life, <laughs> which is exactly what I would have done. <laughs> yeah, it's the right move. Don't tell this. Don't tell this guy you shot his dad in the face. No good will come of that. Right, right. Yeah, but also, yeah, like it wasn't this movie, but it, there are those movies where you think you can just like kill Sam Jackson. That ends the story. Mm-hmm. But like Sam Jackson found out from someone else. Like the the, yes. the information's out there. That's someone true. he could find out at some point. So. In your, when my mind, when like the movie ends, I was like, he's just gonna have to keep running yes. from this. I mean, that's yeah, essentially that's what what you realize is that he, that's what he was doing the whole time mm-hmm. was he was always just kind of bouncing around trying to outrun the things he used to do. Right, and he lets he lets the girl go who was with Sam Jackson. So I know. Well, it was I like predicted that when we were watching it. Like I was like when he was breaking into the house and sitting there and like getting ready. We, I was like. Sam Jackson's gonna meet somebody. He's gonna bring somebody home. He's gonna be with. That and, was a good and he call. Won't, and I was like, and he won't kill. Him, he won't kill him in front of someone else. But then he did. Yeah. Like, and then just, just let her might, go. I, I thought like, he might kill her, and I was like, oh, I don't kill her. I know. Dude, I was like, you know? But yeah. yeah. It seems too like that. That's something that I liked so much about the way he played this character was you completely believe that he's resigned to like, I'm not gonna kill her. I'm not that guy. Right. She didn't do anything, and I don't have that much life left. I'm just gonna continue running. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'll kill him and then I'll move on to the next of whatever seven gambling towns he's hitting in right, rotation. Right. Like, well, what's great too is the very end. The very ending is, uh, you know, you see a little bit of blood on his cuffling. Yeah, and he just covers it up. Yeah, yeah. That's like just sort of like the whole movie in a nutshell, right? Just exactly. It, it's so yeah. like he's just got to keep covering up those things that he's done. Right, right. And it's so subtle, and it's. So much of what really matters happens in the last 20 minutes, mm. but it's so enjoyable the whole way through because it's fun to watch his relationship with John C. Riley too, who like desperately needs him. He is oh, yeah. a fucking mess. But I love, I love that he, uh, Repo Man, we did Repo Man, same thing where a, a older guy engages a younger guy 
And in both cases, the young guy's like, hey, I don't suck dick. Yeah, like, he's, <laughs> he's immediately got to, I mean. People the, are skeptical exactly. about free so, help. Someone right, right. comes up to you outside a diner is like, you, you, want, you want 50 bucks? And you're like, God damn it. <laughs> <laughs> no, sir. No, sir. I don't. But it is such a like, you sort of forget about that as the movie goes on, that you still don't know his motivation right, right. until it starts to feel like it's for his own kids. And then mm-hmm. you're like, oh, all right, that's cool. I get that. But it's such a great, uh, like a great, uh, I guess, scene or moment where John C. Riley's in the back car, back seat of the car, because he's like, I got my eye on you. And he's like, pull over. And then he's in the front. Yeah. Well, because he just realized, he's like, oh, this is like a harmless old man who's <laughs> right. for some reason trying to help me fix my life. Right. Uh, it's such a like, and then he does the same thing with Clementine. And and I guess you kind of realize in the end, be, because he, you know, John C. Riley clearly was in love with her. And, and so he wanted her life to be better. Right, so right. he didn't get dragged down with her. But it, it just all feels so much like this one thing. And it's just this little turn that is so uh, surprising, but also so believable. It makes perfect sense for the way this guy leads his life. Right, right. That you're like, yeah, all right. So he's been who knows for how long on like they did they mention how old John was when his dad died? No, I don't, I don't think, think so. they really. So this might have been thing, like a really long mention, time ago. Did he even mention his dad dying ever before Samuel L. Jackson said that? I don't think I so. I know he had to bury his mom. Yeah, that was what he was right, looking for the six thousand. Right. I don't know that there was any mention of his dad. He just kept saying, "There's nobody else. There's nobody else." Right. Yeah. To the point where you, you know you could have also thought, "Is he his dad?" You know, is oh he- yeah, yeah. For, that was yeah, definitely yeah. part of it. Like I was like, I hope he's not his dad because yeah. that's gonna be, really be a bummer. Like that's that's an easy thing to to that's pick Hallmark out. movie. Yeah, it's like oh my Shit, god, you've yeah. been my dad. I felt like you were my dad. <laughs> like- or, or Star Wars, <laughs> Hallmark movie or Star Wars. <laughs> um, so let me ask a question because I walk me through this day of when of Clementine and John. They. He, she wakes up in his hotel room because mm-hmm. the other because Sid put him there, and then yeah. he's like, "You guys go to the mall and buy some clothes." Yeah. Then they get married. I mean, these two are and not. They have gonna... sex. They have sex. Yes. Yeah. Then they get married. And then they get married, but they're not fucked up, right? I mean, like you don't get the impression that they that they drink all day and then like and then we oh, got no, married. No, like, no they just like, go get married. They're like completely stunted people, right? Like they, it's not going to work out for them in the. They're not strong decision makers right because then they get married and then within hours she's prostituting herself yes. like she's i don't understand and, and she that. seemed like they never really say it but she seemed in that scene like she was strung out on something mm-hmm. like the way she was like he owes me money mm-hmm. i'm getting my money uh yeah it's very like i love that this guy that that sydney is trying so hard to help them but uh, you keep thinking like man these are not the two to help you're not saving these two they got right, married right. on a whim like they just spoke for the first time yesterday but well, did they because then there was another point where he one of them goes we've been dating for two months I oh think really been, yeah i think he said i've been seeing her for two months i've been but seeing he, her oh, for two but months. he knew her he, for way longer and hadn't spoken to her yeah, oh. I think he, like he never he meant, had. The, he said he something about physically not physically seeing her. I think so. Okay, maybe in my mind, I was like, "Wait, did we just?" Oh, jump? yeah, yeah, you're right. Yeah, I do months. think he said, yes. "I've been seeing her for two months and never had the courage to or, say." Or like anything. they knew of each other, but she she references she knew him a lot. Yeah, She's, well, because yeah. she works she in the casino. And and she's and like, he, he always drinks what you drink, and yeah, yeah. So, 
I um, love that that's what she likes about him. Well, yeah, I love how he follows you around and does all the same things you do. I'm like, who is that attractive to? <laughs> he emulates everything this old man does. Right. What, a, what a catch. What are you about to say? No, I, that's it's all coming becoming a little bit more clear then for me how weird that they are yeah. that they just met and got married. It was like they were two children who like they definitely liked each other, uh-huh. but never. And then as soon as they spoke, it was like we're in love. That's yeah, like, we are together but, now. But the thing is, too, is this. The, I'm still going to keep prostituting today. <laughs> right, right, yeah. right. I have an appointment. <laughs> well, this movie had like like such a slow build, and to the point where. The whole thing with the prostitution, I felt it was like there's this line that like you just don't cross, right? Like there's a there's a there's a prostitution line, there's a porn line. Like you can be a girl who twerks on Instagram, and you know people will be like, oh, "That's not great." But then if you cross the line to like porn, you know, even though now we're trying to be more like uh, you know understanding of all this stuff, but in reality, you cross the line, it's hard to come back. Yeah, it's a regular society, you know. And I also think once you cross the line, it's like killing someone. Like, I, I've never killed anyone, but from all accounts, once you kill someone, you're like, oh shit, I can kill people. It's not. <laughs> also, you are now a killer. <laughs> right, right. Like, you only did, you, so can't you can't be can, like, I only killed one guy. You can guy, kill somebody I'm not else. A killer. <laughs> you can kill somebody else. So once she starts <laughs> prostituting, I think, like, it's hard to get back. And even mm. though she gets married, it's hard to get back from that to, like, I don't do that anymore. Yeah. And so this, this horrible uh, thing that happens where they beat up the guy it's like like the cold water splash in her face she needed to be mm-hmm. like okay i'm gonna give it up because it's too easy it's like drug money anything that's too easy yeah to, to make money from it's it's hard to, to stop doing yeah. it well, once you get used to it yeah i mean and there's also that aspect of like she refuses to not get paid because what does it make her if he didn't pay her right. then it's this other level of like well now i'm he degrading just, like, myself and me. not yeah. getting anything right, right. from it like and that's, that's a, great a moment new low when he says in hooker school they should have told you to get the money first <laughs> yeah that was such a there are moments in this where he sounds like such a harsh dad yeah uh and and, and most of the time he's so measured and like uh just very thoughtful about what he's saying and just he's yeah. like just dropping knowledge to everyone he's always teaching them but that moment was like what the fuck is wrong with you kids like right, what are right. you doing and so i thought i was like did he set this up but i don't as i'm watching it i'm like there's no way he could have set it up but like i know i think i have i eventually just stopped trying to like think of all these things that yes. were maybe because i was right. like i think this movie is just a lot simpler than i think it yeah. is like right, and i kept right. thinking like he tried to make this happen so that this would happen. I'm like, no, I, I don't think it's yeah. like, you know, Argo. Well, it, I think it's just... <laughs> <laughs> but it does... It, I, I completely get where you get that feeling because because you don't know his motivations, the whole time it does feel like he's pulling strings. You're like, mm-hmm. what is he doing? What is his end game? Yeah, because nobody helps anybody like out of the kindness exactly. of their heart. Exactly. And, and you learn it wasn't necessarily out of the kindness of his heart, but it seems like... At the same time, it is. He's trying to make up for what he did, but it's also like he's he's a caring person who's trying to fix someone's life who he thinks he had a real hand in, in fucking up. Did they tell us um, why he shot the dad in the face? Seems like he was trying to tell Sam Jackson, but never fully got it out, right? Like, just, yeah. It yeah. wasn't a random thing. Yeah, well, Maybe I mean, it, it seemed like he was involved with gangsters because yeah. mm-hmm. Sam Jackson names these other two guys, which I learned uh, from a little IMDb trivia that Philip Baker Hall played those two guys in the next two 
uh, P.T. Anderson movies. Wow. One of the, he says, uh, you, I know you used to run with so-and-so and so-and-so. So he had those movies already written? or uh, I, Yeah, yeah. Uh, Boogie Nights was already written, for right. sure. And then I think Magnolia... Um, I haven't seen Magnolia. I, it's it's one that didn't it didn't it. quite land for me as much. I feel like I need to rewatch. But that, um, that but Amy, it was interesting. That Amy Mann song. I was gonna right? say. Well, I think Amy Mann does the she's whole at, soundtrack, didn't right, she? Right. Yeah, she's at the end of this movie too. She uh, her song plays it. during the credits. Oh no! Oh okay. Of this movie. Yeah. Wait, I said that to Jared. When the when the when the credits were rolling, I go. This sounds like Amy Mann, and then we yeah. just kind of I don't remember like, which we song didn't it is. Out. But it's right, right. it's this interesting like little universe that he's set yeah, up. Yeah. But those two guys were they were you know involved in seedy shit. Uh, mm-hmm. So I, the implication was that you know was some gang related thing. He probably owed someone money. I'm assuming that if John C. Riley's the kind of guy who's going to go to Vegas to try and get his mom's burial money, right. that like gambling Wait, but- is in his world. I think his dad was probably a gambler. Right. Wait, because did they meet in Vegas? But then the rest of the movie takes place in Reno. They meet outside they met, Vegas, like in between um, Vegas and Reno, or somewhere okay. because he's like. But most of it, yeah, two years later, most of it's in Reno. Yeah, yeah. That, isn't that weird? Like, because. In the movie, I kept thinking, have you guys ever been to Reno? Mm-hmm. I have, yeah. yeah. Oh, I haven't. And I just was like, kept thinking, oh, this is Vegas. And then I was like, oh, no, wait, it's Reno. That yeah. makes it kind of a little bit sadder. Yeah, oh, it totally. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Because it's this tiny, I mean, you see like the the hotel that she's hooking out of. It's like this, because Reno Tahoe out, is like this yeah, cabin outdoor area, rooms, like outside rooms. But yeah. it's it's like this, it looks like a little small town motel. It's right, not, it doesn't right. look like some Vegas hotel. It's not glamorous. It's this sad place but if you're a gambler who's trying to eke out a living and not get maybe seen by people who know who you really are he you know he's got to probably steer pretty clear of vegas for the most part and i love oh that's a good point i love how he teaches somebody to get a free room i'm sure you can't do that anymore no but that's such an interesting little con that that was probably they're probably cameras at every I mean, any place you get, well, everything's get connected yeah. too. Yeah, yeah. Like, but before it was like, well, if you go ask, if you go change out with that guy, this other lady has no way of knowing right. you did that. They think and you're a like, high roller. Of course, no. Immediately they him, would know that. They kept showing him going back to the same guy to change out the hundred, and I was like, you wouldn't do that. You go to different guys. Well, it's okay if you give the same guy the hundred, as long as you don't cash it in with the same guy. Oh right. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it was. I mean. Uh, Paul Thomas Anderson talks about that thing. Like he says he it's a real con that like he tried a couple times and it worked. And it's wow. like, a, yeah. And it's so interesting because that's such a clear f- flaw. But before like the digital age, that's right. just like. But you're not really. Yeah, st- how are they going to pick you're up? You're not on really that? stealing. You're just getting well, a free room because they think you're. They, because they think they you're, think you're spending, spending. Yeah, and you're yeah. not. Fortune. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, right. and he, he spent, what, 50 bucks? I, I mean, it's, it's really. Uh, and, and again, that. That being like their first, uh, the first thing uh, that they do together as like their kind of father son dynamic makes you feel like this whole movie is going to be him teaching the intricacies of right. of the and gambling world, and it just goes off of that, and it's just completely like about their relationship, which is great, great because the two year skip is like he taught him a bunch of shit. Now here, here we yeah, are. yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, but even then, like you don't see a bunch of John C. Riley running grifts on people. Not he's at just kind of standing around. You know, he's drinking with, <laughs> with Sam Jackson. Like <laughs> you don't even you don't see that much of him in the two years later. He's kind of just around in the background. It becomes more about like Sydney and, and Clementine for a while. Right. right. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, it's just such a. It's such an interesting take on something that by looking at the poster, you think you've seen a million yeah. versions of. Yeah, totally. But, but these kind of movies, like, I always find them super enjoyable, but I'm, you always like, 
in this day and age, how do you promote this movie? Like, how do you get the right people to see yeah. it? Right? Yeah. I mean, I looked this this movie like uh, money wise did horribly. But and I, I think, think it like helped. It wasn't establish. even like Gwyneth Paltrow wasn't even a big deal yet. Oh no, no, because she yeah. won the Oscar in like '98, I think, or yeah, something. Yeah, yeah, I for think Shakespeare she was still relatively. So newer. like, yeah, she, she wasn't like a big get. Yeah, and I don't even think John C. Nope, Riley had thing, made a yeah. had big. I mean, pop. look, Philip Baker Hall is great, but when he's the lead not in yet. your movie, it's yeah. it's not a huge movie, yeah. you know. Like, uh, but. I think this just kind of is one of those that it just established his style so well. And then Boogie Nights came on the heels of this, and, and he was obviously Who was he in huge. Boogie Nights? I've only seen Boogie Nights um, once in a long time. I, I, I can't remember what his name was, but he oh, no, was... Oh, I mean, not, no, not... But what was he... He one of the was, people in the porn uh God, what was world? his name? Yeah, yeah. He was like one of the... Uh, maybe a producer. Mm. Um but yeah, he, he gets name checked in this movie. And I think it might have been Sid I think his name might have been Sydney actually in that too. It was Sydney something else though. He's like a really good actor. Like he, he He's amazing. He's such he like a classic. In, he was in like Modern Family and he played like their their grumpy neighbor. I remember that. But he yeah. has like a relationship with Luke and then mm-hmm. he dies and yep. I cry. He's amazing. Because he's so good. He's been he's played so many like guest roles on tv Mm -hmm. that are so so great uh and and also i mean movies in general he's not he's not usually the lead Mm -hmm. but he's he's definitely one of those guys that when i see him pop up on screen i'm like yes this guy i love this guy this guy's in everything he's always good it's i never complain about anything with philip baker hall in it uh let's uh let's jump into these questions while we have a little bit of time left let's make a drinking game out of this Mm. movie so if you have to take a drink every time something repetitive happens what would that be what do you think Dwayne? well it's interesting that we uh we were just talking about the other things he's played and i don't want to say what how i know him how you're about to steal mine (laughs) you want me to do another one no no do it man i love it no i'll do another one did you (laughs) I think I think I know what you're gonna do. So every time uh, John C. Riley looks like a lost puppy, yeah, take a drink. <laughs> he is he is full John C. Riley in this yeah, movie. Yeah. Like even from a younger age, you're like, yeah, oh, this guy, like he just plays this part so well. Absolutely. Um, mine was every time you flash back to Philip Baker Hall as Joe Bookman. Yes, the library yes. cop from Seinfeld. Because I keep wanting him to be Bookman. <laughs> Did you ever see that Seinfeld episode? I mean, I've seen oh. every Seinfeld, but I think he's, I'm he's forgetting this the one, one. Uh, where like he gets up in Kramer's face, and uh, Jerry was uh, the book was late, right? And he was trying to track yeah, it was him like down. Like a tropic for years. of cancer. Yeah, and Jerry's... It was like out since hi- Jerry was in high school. <laughs> right, right. And oh, he right. tracks him down, and he's this fast talking old school he's detective so good. type. <laughs> So and he good. like is is intensely serious about his job as a library cop. And, when he, and there are brief moments in this movie where he, where he starts talking fast. Right, he starts to feel exactly. like, him, and, and he's I dressed love. a little bit like him. Oh yeah, too. I mean, and, and it's that cadence <laughs> yeah. uh, on purpose. I mean, it, it's that old detective. So every time you get you get shades of library uh, yeah, every copy time I'm like, ah, yeah. oh, it's Bookman because he's the one who uh, he's he asked Jerry for a cup of coffee. And he's like, I don't have coffee. He's like, and he's like talking really fast. He's like, mm-hmm. not even not even an instant. He said, "No." He's like, "What's the problem? You get instant. You keep it in the, keep it in the cabinet. It's there forever." You know, like, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. He just talks a mile a minute. I, one of my favorite little guest and he, roles and he, like, in Seinfeld he history. Jumps in his face. Yeah, yeah. 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 He's he's it's, hilarious. Kara, um, what do you think? Drinking game. Oh, my drinking game would be drink every time somebody smokes a cigarette in an enclosed space <laughs> without opening a window. That's great. Have some courtesy. I'm like, what are you doing? Right? Like, I used to smoke. Never once would I smoke in like Casinos, within four walls. Though, without 
well, they're still like that. Sure, <sighs> casinos, but they're so big with high yeah, ceilings. These right. people are smoking in oh, cars absolutely. with the window yeah. down in hotel rooms with the way right. with the window shut. Does it, I love that he smokes in Samuel Jackson's car yeah. when he's like, "Could you not smoke yeah, in here?" He's like, "I'm, he's like, I'm gonna fucking smoke." <laughs> and then Sam is like, "Well, let me smoke." All right, then. well then, I, <laughs> then I'm gonna smoke. I'm not gonna sit here like an idiot. Yeah, <laughs> I went to. Uh, Amsterdam in the arts that's, that's what we call them right 2000 yeah uh, and they were still allowed to smoke indoors yeah. at shows and fuck like that's when I like started you know they have uh, drop or drop like licorice mm-hmm. and it's really good for your throat they think it's candy I'm like this is straight up medicine guys so <laughs> <laughs> I'm taking it but as medicine you understand <laughs> but you guys think it's candy that's that's fine and yeah because I had to do shows every night in smoke filled rooms and, and I yeah. wasn't used to that anymore Ugh. It was it's horrible. It's yeah. uh, that's such a strange uh, change that we've seen in our lives. Where yeah, like, yeah. how was that ever the norm? Like, Ooh. you ever go? I mean, some sometimes I feel like if you still, you know, you'll go do a show in some smaller city and you end up at some bar that like, yeah, I don't know, they got grandfathered in, you're allowed to smoke in yeah, there. And yeah. I'm like, this is fucking terrible. Oh, Atlanta, you can still smoke? And yes. Oh, wow. Atlanta is where I'm There's, thinking of. I was in a basement bar in Atlanta that yeah. was so full of smoke. There's an amazing like, show um, at a place called Star Bar uh-huh. that I do every time I go to Atlanta and I love it. But Star every Bar's time great, I do yeah. it, I have to take all my clothes off when I get home yeah, and put yeah. them directly into the wash and take a shower. So yeah. did people just used to throw out their clothes? Is that what like... <laughs> I don't know. It's like, yeah. crazy. This like, place is in Koreatown in LA that they... It's just Koreatown. They're like... You're, it's Koreatown, yeah, Jake. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> right. <laughs> 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 Smoke them if you got them. <laughs> Do something about it. I dare you. You're not changing Koreatown. Not today, not ever. Uh, let's come up with a new Oscars category that this movie should have been nominated for. Uh, I don't believe it was nominated at all uh but if it was nominated in any category it would definitely win what would that be um I have, I have two again but i'll go with one um saddest yet most fair depiction of reno <laughs> <laughs> reno like it is I've only so... been once or twice but it's it's reno reno's man. a joke city man yeah it's, it's sad the, but like you, the you're a punchline like they lean the into it but yeah. it's also like reno tahoe is this like Tahoe is this beautiful right, exactly. on the lake, like pristine. And then, and Reno's not like, it's not terrible or anything, but it is just these little strange casinos, yeah. a lot of oddball characters hanging like, around. Like we have these casinos in, in, in Los Angeles and California, but they're like, uh, you know, if you drive on the five, yeah, you yeah, see Morongo. Yeah, Morongo, yeah. there's Commerce, there's one called The Bicycle. Hollywood Park, right? Any, any of is these. That still there? Hollywood Park yeah. is still there. Any of these you go to, it's a little sad. But if you took like six, these like whatever, 12 casinos and just put them together. That would still be sad. Just, yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? You've got, you've got Reno. <laughs> you got Reno. Right? You've got Reno. Um, mine is performance by a human teddy bear, and it's John C. Riley, man. Yeah, he, yeah. He plays this innocent kid type so well. We're like, I have no earthly idea what age he is in this movie or what age he's supposed to be. But yeah. I know he acts like a 10-year-old boy. Right. He's just sad and down on his luck and then he you know he fought the way he falls in love with clementine it's so, it's so great. childlike and it, you can completely understand why uh why sydney just wants to help him out yeah, and i love how somebody he, to help him he out. won't say she's a prostitute like he's just like you know now she's got this thing going on uh, <laughs> I, I, you know? I i love her sydney like she drives I love her. for uber right? yeah yeah <laughs> she's got this side thing he says like i love her even though you know, and I'm like, wait, what, what do you mean? You know, well, even though she but was prostituting also, herself the night you I married her. Can I just ask, like, when she sat down with 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 uh, 
Sid mm-hmm. and he goes, what do you work for? What do you make money for? She was like, I got bills to pay. I got an apartment. I yeah. got two cats. Like, but that's it. Like she wasn't like, I have she had to a pay. Camaro. <laughs> yeah, I have a Camaro. You got to well, pay insurance. Well, there's your fucking problem. Right, but well, she like, was already getting but, money as a cocktail. Yeah, so she was yeah. cocktailing. So I, it, they never really set up like what, like what's the desperation? What's driving you to whore yourself out? Yeah, yeah. When you're, they didn't. You're like, not like I got to send money home. home to my mom. She's yeah. addicted to meth. My little brother is in a wheelchair. Like what? I mean, yeah. I did. I just didn't know. I didn't get her character's motivation. Like, I felt to like do it was. That. It must have been drugs, right? The way she yeah. acted some of the time she seemed perfectly lovely and normal. And then in the next scene, she'd have like this kind of just glazed over look. That's what my category is. My category is going to be out outstanding achievement in the field of hooker makeup. Because I really feel like it's really hard to buy Gwyneth Paltrow as a, Reno cocktail waitress yes, down on who, her luck who life prob- is so like, hard she's yeah. just so pretty and she's pretty in such a classical like like I, I think she was born and raised in New York City you know what I mean she's just like I rich she's girl like a pretty Hollywood family yeah and, and you know and like, it, like that I'm sorry to cut you off but she speaks probably French and she does yeah, a perfect English accent exactly and, like yeah. she's just not like I just I'm like if I was walking down the street of Reno and I saw you, I, my head would turn. I'd be like, what is she doing here? Like, right, you just, right. I'd be like, one of these things is not like the other, you yeah, know? Yeah, yeah. So I did think that when she was in the hotel room having the hostage there or whatever, I thought she looked um, more believable. And so mm-hmm. I would give an Oscar to that makeup artist. Yeah, That's yeah. Great, <laughs> that was great. That is a great it point. It was all in the way she was presented because it was like, either she looked like this beautiful, uh, e- easygoing, like when you first meet her, waitress that like yeah you know she's just doing doing uh whatever she has to do to make a living and then when you see her leave that hotel room the first time and it's just the way her eye makeup is you see like oh you've been doing some stuff yeah something's i i mean i feel like she uh, to me it was like it must have been drugs because there was no explanation for why she needed that money i think she was doing drugs with the clients and like Mm -hmm. because she felt so fucking strung out when sydney showed up True. She was just like, I need my money. I was like, this is not a reasonable person. You yeah. need to leave. You'd be like, let's run. This is like, bloody man on the bed. Yeah. It's $300. Even John C. Riley was like, what are you talking about? Like, <laughs> what? We have to go. Uh, let's come up with a new tagline for this movie. So the tagline is, if you stay in the game long enough, you'll see everything, win everything, and lose everything. Come up with a better one. What do you think, Dwayne? It's a long tagline. It's a pretty long one. There was um, another one, but it, it wasn't great either. Well, um... Okay, this is you'll you'll get it. But uh mine uh I guess my tagline is wait for it. Yeah. That's my tagline. Continue <laughs> waiting for Just it. Just because <laughs> as you're watching, not everything's gonna make sense, but you have to wait for it. Yes. And then it will make sense. This is a movie you yes. definitely have to be patient with. I, I I could see somebody easily like getting up and walking out. Yeah, a half hour and be like, "What? Well, well, especially slow. With, it's all talking. with like streaming nowadays. Because if you're watching this. And you want to make some oatmeal or whatever you're you're doing at the crib, and you you might miss some things. <laughs> I, I like you know. your you know make some oatmeal or whatever, <laughs> just some good oatmeal in a movie. Yeah. <laughs> Classic combination, just a nice tub of oatmeal on your couch. <laughs> now, I was gonna make oatmeal. I realized I had some other food, but yeah. I was... <laughs> um, my my tagline is know when to hold them, know when to shoot a guy six times in the chest. <laughs> Because uh, man, you don't see that coming, and you know he doesn't want to do it. But he's like, yeah. "I that's all the money I have in the world. I have to. Well, here's the thing. I got to kill this." I thought dude. for a second he was going to fall asleep, which I thought was 
kind of be, because they kept going back to Gwyneth Paltrow falling asleep in the car. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And I was like, wait, is he just going to fall asleep? Sam Jackson comes home and he's just, just an old man asleep in his chair. just take him out, you know? <laughs> but here's the thing, though. Did he shoot him because he needed the money back or because he didn't trust that Sam Jackson would honor the deal? Oh, yeah. no. he. I think he, he knew if he left him alive, he'd definitely, he'd either continue to hold it over him yeah. right, and say, right. keep giving me money or I'm going to tell him, or he would tell him. Yeah. Right, right, right. I think it was like there was no way out from under it except to do what he used to do. And yeah. Right, right. Just murder a motherfucker. <laughs> Kara, what do you think? New yeah. tagline. Ugh, new tagline, guys. I don't know. I'm a little stumped on this one. Uh the biggest little secret in the world. Oh, oh nice. <laughs> what, were you great. playing coy? What was that? <laughs> that just came to you in the, uh, the last oh, Reno. moment. That's oh. what they say. Reno is the biggest little yes. city in the world. Right. Did you not realize what a genius wordplay you just made? <laughs> no, that's, <laughs> like, that's the tops. That's, that's better great. than both of ours. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I don't have anything except this fucking gem. <laughs> um, all right, let's close it out. What's your favorite moment in this movie and why? What do you think, Dwayne? Uh, I may cheat on this one and give two. Uh, I really like Sid watching the wedding video because I just think it's like, Aww. you know, he's just, they, they've skipped town and, you know, everything is pressing because they don't know at this moment if this guy's going to press charges, is Sid going to be in trouble? It just takes a little time out to watch the wedding video. So I like yeah. that. That shows how much he's really invested in it. Oh, yeah. I mean, that's the most yeah. like father. So he's, he, yeah. he, he feels like he should have been there. Right, exactly. And, uh, it, yeah, it's a and, great moment. And it's a good video, too, because they, they seem really happy in it. And I like John and um, Clementine in the car. Mm-hmm. I like I like that. Mm-hmm. And uh, and now just saying that makes me also like that Sam Jackson calls her Clementine. Or- Clementine. Yeah, he keeps calling her Clementine. <laughs> I, I wonder, I, I found myself wondering, like, is that some kind of weird character thing they you're giving him? They probably said something and or- Samuel L. Jackson was like, nope. no, it's something my character's doing. Yes, Le- exactly. Leave it. Leave it. I feel like somebody <laughs> corrected him like three times. He's like, well, now I'm fucking saying it every time. <laughs> it felt almost to me like... Like you, you know, in in black in in like black families, you have that one uncle who just is like, "This is how I'm saying your name." Yeah, yeah. It doesn't yeah. matter what your name is. It felt to me, and I don't. I might have been reading too much into it, but it felt like was he like being intentionally dismissive of her, like uh, whatever, she's whatever a doll. her, but like whatever her name yeah. is. Well, she's just a cocktail waitress. Right. I don't have to learn her name. I don't have to say it right. Um, mine might have been when Sam Jackson calls his wiener a hard eight. Oh, yeah. Uh, <laughs> which is not something I thought would happen in this movie. But uh, genuinely, and we kind of, we didn't really uh, touch on it much, but Philip Seymour Hoffman playing maybe the worst man on the planet for like... But also so a person that you see every time you go to Vegas exactly. or you go anywhere this where there's gambling. This is some gambling. fucking asshole. That's the guy the I have table. to move away from when yes. I play roulette. I'm like, I need to go to another table. This guy's ruining the energy. Right, it, right. And he was so, so irritating and like so good that I was like genuinely starting to get furious watching it. And that was the first moment too where I started to feel like there's something kind of dangerous about Sydney in the way he re- was not reacting. You know, like him just standing there kind of stewing over how this guy was talking to him. Mm. Like part of me was like, is he about to take out a gun and shoot this dude? And And it just felt like something was going. It was such a good tension builder. He bet like $2,000, right? Yeah. So I was like, oh, maybe Sydney has more money than we think he does. Like when that went down, it's like like, this hard eight is his one. He just has to keep betting big on that because Sam Jackson refers to 
I saw you in Atlantic City once bet su- such an amount on a hard eight. Like it's like his. Mm-hmm. I don't know. It maybe hits it every once in a while and it right, keeps him right. afloat. Who could knows? be. Could be like it was very very interesting. But that that scene just did such a good job to me. And and you know Philip Seymour Hoffman. Right. But R. also R. fucking amazing. The, the, the pacing of this movie is slow enough where like you and I. I think you were doing this too. Where you're guessing what's happening next. And certainly, when even in that moment, you're like, "Is is is this a throwaway, or is this guy gonna get murdered?" Well, they stayed Some, on it exactly. They happen. stayed on it so long. Yeah. he kept going and wouldn't shut up. And you're like, "Something terrible yeah. is gonna happen right, 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 right now," right, right. and it just doesn't. And then he, he wants to buy him a drink, and he just walks away. And and yeah. but after that, you start feeling like, "Yeah, there's something a little darker." There's right, this, right. this guy's involved in something. I don't know. It, it was a really interesting way to to build that tension. Kara, close it out for us. What's your favorite moment of this movie? I mean, we've already talked about it, but That's I really okay. thought the part where he calls him on the phone and tells him he loves him was That's beautiful. Really, a really nice part yeah, of the movie. Yeah, that is. Especially when you and feel... And John C. Riley's all choked up. Yeah. And like, yeah. He, that's like the only thing in the world he ever wanted to hear because he idolized this guy. He, yeah. He emulated everything Sidney did. And when you, as a viewer, are feeling like he's about to tell him he shot his dad and ruin everything he's ever thought of him like right right and then instead it's just like oh, i just wanted you to know i love you you're like oh my god yeah and it's, it's fucking beautiful <laughs> I, I love that moment too because i think we we try to like like really hit home the redemption thing and like like there's only one form of redemption and redemption mm-hmm. means full disclosure and it doesn't always mean that you know yeah and i just like that he didn't go that route and they don't say this at all but me as just me watching as a person i'm like well, this dad might have been a fuck up anyway. Seems like he could have been. Not, yeah, not, I'm yeah. not saying he's, he's better dead. He's involved with Sid. Yeah, I'm not saying yeah. he's better dead. <laughs> he got shot right. in the face. He didn't. Right. <laughs> right. I, I don't know too many like amazing people. You know, unless his dad was fucking wasn't John a, F. Kennedy. Like, thing, right, fucking, right. <laughs> you know, you're you're doing some things you shouldn't be doing if you're getting shot in the typically, face. Typically, typically, yes. Uh, yeah, it was. It was just. Uh, it was so true to life instead of being true to movies where right. we have to build the tension by now telling him mm-hmm. the big bombshell. And it was just like, no, just oh. do what's good for him. That's why I didn't like the, the, the Denzel movie where he's a pilot. I mean, I like the movie. I didn't like the ending because he, he gets, a, he, he saves the whole plane the one who is an alcoholic mm-hmm. and then a uh, flight, right? Flight. Yeah. And then he tells on himself, what would the, what's the whole point of this? And you, yeah. now you got to go to jail. I did it on a bunch of cocaine. Wasn't that the... the you won't the, see your son. Yeah. He did it all because of the flight attendant who died. They were going to pin it on her, I, I think. I don't remember any of But it was just sort of like, dude, we just went through this whole thing to get you off. Yeah. And now you're going to 12-step us and, and and now, in this moment, come <laughs> clean. It's not the time. Right, it's not right. the time. Just let it be. I also, backup favorite moment, really like when they're trying to decide where to go. And he's like, I don't want to go to Niagara Falls. I've been there. Uh, that's right. so funny. And that's just, such a child and you're like, moment. This guy's such an idiot. He wants to go to Vegas. Should we go to Vegas? And he's like, don't fucking go to Vegas. No. What about Niagara Falls? Like, let, We are avoiding a possible attempted murder charge. Yeah. We need to go. Oh, yeah. Far. And we're yes. trying to get you away from people who might know who you are. Yeah. Like Vegas and Reno are not different enough. I've already. <laughs> I can already put that pin on my map. And they have to convince him. Like she's like, but it's a great, it's a great honeymoon destination. Yeah, she's like, it's, it's good. It's yeah, good. that's that moment almost scared me because I was like, again, I'm like, 
Are they going to get caught? Those two are going to... Like, while while they're here bullshitting, are the cops going to just roll up I just thought, oh, they're not going to go there. He didn't want to go there. They're going to U-turn. They're they're going to go somewhere else. I mean, regardless, I think, you know, two hours into Niagara Falls, they got another bloody guy in a bed in a hotel, and they're like, nah, she did it again. You know, I don't know. (laughs) Sid, I need you to come to Niagara Falls. (laughs) This movie does a great job of that, because even when he's on the phone, and when he calls him to say, I love you, and he's like, uh, you know, how's Clementine? And he's like, oh, she's... uh." And you think he's going to look, and I'm, I'm like, he's going to look, and she's like, gone, just blowing somebody <laughs> in the bathroom or something. But she's she was stealing in the car, the car yeah, fucking right? peeling out of the parking lot. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it does, it, it sort of gives you like, there could be a storybook ending. You don't get to see it, but right, like, right. it's in the cards still. It's possible. But I think you also get the idea from that conversation that they're never going to see each other again. Yeah, I think so. Like yeah. he's like, call me when you get there. Like they're gonna talk, maybe. Yeah, but this is kind of the end gonna... of their, the end of their yeah. time together. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I think that about does it for this week. Yeah, that was, great uh, movie. Uh, oh, I enjoyed. It was a movie. fun one. Really yeah. interesting. Yeah, thanks for one. having me, guys. Of course. Thank you so much for doing it. Tell everybody uh, where to find you online, all um, that sort of stuff. My name is Kara Clank, K A R A K L E N K, and that's all my social media is my name. It's a smart way to do yeah. it. Yeah, solid branding. Makes sense. Yeah, <laughs> I'm the only Kara Clank in the world. So, well, there's one other. She just married into the name, though. She's a tattoo artist in Texas. I liked how dismissive <laughs> she married into it. Well, her. we follow each other on Instagram. She's an amazing tattoo artist. That's so cool. But there's I think when you're following Kara you. Clank, it's usually. Yeah. I mean. Nice, nice. They'll find you. Find me and find the other Kara Clank. Sure. Her follow tattoos them both. are amazing. It's only two people. Hey, get a tattoo. <laughs> get, a, get, a, get a teardrop. Put in that work. Um, <laughs> DwaynePerkins.com is the, my website, and I'm Dwayne Perkins on the gram. Instagram uh, holiday season. <laughs> like clarify. Yes, yes. Instagram. But well, they call it Insta. For those other places, who are yeah. in the know. Holiday season. Make sure you, uh, you know, buy my book, uh, Zombie Run. Either the ebook or hard copy. Both available on Amazon. And give it to people for the holidays. You should. You yeah, should give zombies it to are hot. Always. Check it out, guys. I am at TK Kelly Comedy on all social media. I'll be in LA for most of December and then uh, have some road dates in 2020. So check my website for those. Uh, follow us at Movie Nightcast on all social media. Uh, give us your feedback. We love hearing from you guys. Tell us uh, more great movies that you want us to get to that we haven't. I, I Heart 8, like, would, it's just not something I would have even thought about and then randomly ran across it. And I'm like, yeah, it was such a fun one to do. So interesting. Absolutely. So uh, especially anything like that, any little hidden gems or even just some huge movies that we haven't gotten to yet, let us know. Kara, thank you again for being here. Thanks for having me, guys. Tune in next week, guys. You've been listening to Movie Night with Dwayne Perkins and TK Kelly. Be sure to like them on Facebook. Just search for Movie Night Podcast Show and follow them on Twitter. Just search for at Movie Nightcast. 